Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 15th, 2021. This is my privilege. I get to give you the word. Of, I get to teach the word of God on a daily basis. This is a privilege. This is an honor for me. I love to do it. I, I'm called to do it. I'm graced to do it. And I'm walking in my calling. I pray that you walk in yours as well. Part of my calling, part of my assignment in life is to help you find yours. And so keep walking with me. I pray that you discover your divine purpose, that you would find it, Follow it and finish it before you die. Say amen to that. All right, so I've been, we've been in this series now for months. It's called Leveling Up with the Word. And this week I'm providing you a bunch of series recaps. The reason why we're dealing with leveling up in the Word is this whole concept of leveling up is because I believe that this is a season of new levels for us where God has declared new levels. And so since God has released it, heaven has announced it, God has released the grace for new levels. We then have to tap into God's grace with our faith. Faith receives what God has already provided. God does what he does by grace. We do what we do by faith. And so our faith taps into God's grace and we can lay hold of every promise from God. Say amen to that. So, so we've been in this series and uh, we're getting to the close of it. Uh, and I'm really putting a tremendous emphasis from the parable of the sower on the word of God. If you and I, if we want to level up, we got to get back to the word. If we want to level up, we got to go back and read our Bible. We got to meditate and medicate on what God said and do that day and night. If we want to level up, we're going to level up with the word. said, um, let's go ahead and, and wrap up the series. So I'm, I only have today and tomorrow and then we're done with well, this is leveling up with the word from the parable of the sower. This is leveling up with the word series recap number four. I hope that you've been enjoying these series recaps. I'm kind of trying to put a bow on this series. And, uh, and as we get into this fourth one, four or five, uh, what God gave me today, I'm telling you, let's just not talk about it. Let's get into it. So Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 13, the Bible says, Jesus said, the farmer is like someone who plants God's teaching down inside of people. He takes a seed, plants it down inside of people with the soil. And so sometimes the seed falls along the side of the road. And that's like the people that hear the word of God, but they don't understand it. And because their understanding is unfruitful, they're susceptible to Satan. Satan comes immediately snatches away the word that was sown in the heart. Other people are like, see, that's planted on rocky ground. These are the people that hear the word of God uh, and they quickly and gladly accept it, right? Amen, pastor, high five their neighbor, but they don't do nothing with the word. They don't allow it to go deep into their lives. As a result, when trouble comes, persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. Other people are like the seed that's planted on the thorny ground. These are the people that hear the word of God. However, they got way too much stuff going on. Their lives are full of other things, the cares of this world, the love of money and everything else they want. And so the, those other things grow up like weeds. The weeds choke out the word and the word doesn't work. So now I got three out of four types of soil that produce no harvest, right? And zero return. And then in the last one is good ground. Say good ground. Say I am good ground. All right. Good ground. So now with the good ground, what happens is these are the people that receive the word of God. They allow the word of God to do what it does. And the word of God produces a harvest. Now, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes a hundred times more. We, you and I, we're after 100. Say amen to that. All right. So what does this mean for you today? We've gone through the whole parable a bunch of times. We've been studying this for months. 
uh, as we're closing this out this morning, I'm really going to be talking about grace and faith, God's grace, our faith. So I have two things to share with you in this morning, two, just two. And so as I get into these things, I want you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. Two things. Number one, here we go. The grace of God does not exonerate you from your personal responsibility in your walk with Christ. So there's some things that you have to do. So God provides the grace, like the sower provided the same seed to all four types of soil. But the soil had a vote, right? The the soil has a part in the process. And so the grace of God is free for everybody, but that doesn't mean that we don't that we don't have to do anything. No, we have to respond in faith. I'll explain. So if you listen to me for any length of time, you know that I'm all about the grace life, right? Uh, There it is right there, grace life. So I'm all about the grace life. My mantra is the grace life. Everything that God does, he does it by grace. Grace is unearned, it's unmerited, it's undeserved, it's free. You, You can't work for grace. Grace is a gift. If you work for something that is no longer a gift, it's payment. Uh, Paul said, listen, it's the free gift of God's grace and you can't work for it because if you were to work for it, then it would no longer be grace. Grace could no longer be grace. It's a gift. You can't work for a gift. All you can do with a gift is receive it. And so you receive the grace of God. God puts his grace on you and the grace of God, and not only is this unmerited favor, but is this empowering presence and the grace of God. He empowers you by his grace to do what you could never do without God. And so is God super on my natural empowering me to do the supernatural, empowering me to do what I could never do without him. And, but now with God's grace on me, there's nothing I can't do because there's nothing God can't do. And so at that point, if God is on me, in me, with me, for me, and I'll get out of the way and I let God do what he wants to do in my life. Glory to God. There's nothing I can't do because because there's nothing God can't do and God lives in me. So God's grace is amazing. It, God's grace is free. God's grace is unmerited. Thank God for grace. But when you read the parable of the sower, you see how the soil did nothing to earn or deserve the seed, right? Going back to the grace of God, the sower goes out of his way, right? So God's grace, I'm talking about the grace of God, how amazing it is. We sang amazing grace and we didn't understand it. The sower goes out of his way to find the soil. The sower then provides the soil, the seed. The sower initiated the contact. The soil didn't initiate the contact. The sower initiated the contact. I can't tell you how many years God chased me, tracked me down. How many people did it take for you to get saved? How many people did it take for you to get born again? How many people did God had to send to you to talk to you about Jesus? You know what I'm saying? And so like I had to go through all of this process. I remember when I was in catechism, class, Sister Gregoria. I thank God for Sister Gregoria on uh, New Jersey and Blake, uh, St. John Catholic Church on New Jersey and Blake. And Sister Gregoria taught me so much about Jesus, but I didn't accept Jesus until I was 23. And so, so now I'm just saying like, I didn't get born again until I was 23, but it took a whole lot of people to invest in me. God goes out of his way. The sower goes out of his way to sow the seed down inside of the soil. It's God's unearned grace. It's unmerited. You didn't track God down. God tracked you down. Then after he tracked you down, he provided the seed. He provides the grace. He, he gives you all of this stuff, but watch this. Although he gives everybody grace, grace doesn't dictate the, the results. The results are dictated by faith. So he gave grace to all four types of soil, same grace, same seed, same everything. But now there were varying results. So it was the condition of the soil 
that dictated the results. And this is a critical point because the grace of God has been made available to all men. Listen, Jesus died for everybody, for everyone, everywhere, black, white, blue, green, like, you know, male, female, young, old, doesn't matter. Jesus, Jesus died for everyone, everywhere, but not everybody is going to accept Jesus. So the grace of God is made available to everybody, even for born again believers, but not everybody responds to God's grace with faith. Not everybody and how we respond is going to dictate what we experience. Let me say that again. How we respond to God's grace will impact and dictate what we experience in God. So God does everything that he does by grace, but we as his children on this planet, we're not called to live by grace. The Bible doesn't say we're called to live by grace. The Bible says that we are called to live by faith. We are called and commanded to live by grace. So, I mean by faith. So grace is God's part. God does everything that he does for free, unearned, unmerited, undeserved. He made plans. He sends people to you. He sent himself. He sent his spirit. He gives you his word. He does all of this, but you have to provide the faith. Our faith is how we respond to God's grace. And so when God gives you something, watch this. Our faith has to believe it. I mean, God will call you to do something that you've never seen yourself doing before. God will call you to fund a project that you don't have the money for. God will call you to go into a room that you don't feel qualified for. God will call you to to sign up or apply for a position that you are clearly like, oh, God, it says right here, I'm supposed to have this education or this experience. And God is like, don't you think I knew I already knew that when I told you to apply? Apply, girl, what's wrong with you? And so, so you have to provide the faith. Faith sees the invisible. Faith believes the impossible. God does everything that he does for us by grace. His unearned is amazing. And he's trying to pull us. He's trying to call us. He's trying to, he's trying to call us and pull us into our future, into our destiny. But we have to provide the faith. If we don't have the faith, we won't believe it. If we don't have the faith, we won't receive it. If we don't have the faith, we won't experience it. So instead of allowing jealousy to set in, when you see God doing something in someone else, that you wanted him to do in your life, right? Don't get mad at them. Don't get jealous, of, uh, uh, you know, as it relates to them because you don't know what kind of faith they have. You don't know what's going on in their prayer closet. Instead of getting upset with them why don't, or upset with God about them, why don't you take self-inventory? If you're honest, you're going to realize that maybe you haven't appropriated God's grace the right way. Maybe you haven't provided the faith. God gave all the soil the same seed, but it didn't produce the same thing. Because not everybody received it the same way. And so if you want God's word, God's grace towards you to produce, you have to provide the faith. Stop blaming God. You have to take responsibility and accountability for where you are in your life. It's not that the grace of God is not there. The grace of God is there. But if you don't provide the faith, then you are wasting God's grace. So as I close out this point, and I'm going to lead to the second one that's flowing in the same vein as the first one, but I want you to say something right now. I know we do the confessions at the end, but I want you to say this right now. Say, say, God, say God provides the grace, which is free, unmerited, and undeserved. I provide the faith. My faith taps into God's grace. Living this way, I can do all things through Christ who empowers me to do what I could never do without God. And so, so you got, you got to seal this thing. You got to stop. Don't blame God. Don't get jealous of other people. You got to take self inventory. It's not that God hasn't done his part. He's done his part. Are you doing yours? Which leads me to my second point. And I said this yesterday a bunch of times, but I'm gonna say it again. Please don't waste God's grace. 
Please don't waste God's grace. Like the apostle Paul said, listen, the grace of God towards me shall not be in vain. God provides the grace. And this grace, once again, is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. But you and I, we have to provide the faith. Your faith lays hold of God's grace. If you don't provide the faith, then God's grace will be available to you, but it's not going to work in your life and it's not going to be God's fault because God's already done his part. See, the sower provided the seed, but the soil had to ensure that the conditions were set for the seed to, prov- to, for the seed to grow. God is the sower. His word is the seed and your heart is the soil. God is doing his part. Matter of fact, he's already done his part, but are you doing yours? Don't be blaming God. Like we have to walk by faith in the parable of the fig tree that I shared with you yesterday that I coupled with this parable. This is Luke chapter 13, verses six through nine. The owner of the land, he came looking for fruit and, and he came for three years and the fruit was not there and the tree was not producing. So God is looking for fruit from you and I, he's always looking for fruit. And he came in that parable. He came looking, looking, didn't find any, didn't find any, didn't find any. And the King James, he was like, forget it, cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? The easy to read version says, why is this tree wasting the ground? It's like, listen, this tree is wasted. And then Jesus in the parable was like, hold on, father, don't cut it down. Let me work with it. But the point is that the owner of the land was like, this tree is wasting the ground. This tree is wasting the grace. As a born again believer, do not waste God's grace. Going back to the parable of the sower, three out of the four types of soil produced zero results, zero harvest. God provided the seed. God put the power to produce in the seed. God provided the grace. You know what the harvest was? Zero. In three out of the four types of soil, he got zero return on his investment. So if you look at the par- this parable literally, it's not a literal parable, but let's say that, let's take it literally for a minute. If you do the math, that would mean that God is sowing seed into people, but 75% of the people that receive what God is saying don't do anything with what God said. 75% of the people don't do anything with what God declared or decreed or promised over. Don't do anything with what God released or revealed. They are wasting God's grace. And then within the one soil, the 25% that's left, out of that 25%, only 33% or one third get to a hundredfold. This tells me that the vast majority of people are not walking in the fullness of God. They're not walking in God's best. They're not walking, they're not living as God's best version of themselves. Why? Because in Christendom, the, the, the sad reality is that God provides the grace, but not everybody's providing the faith. So three out of the four types of soil didn't provide 75% of the people got zero returns, zero. And then within that 25%, only one third believe God long enough to see what God said, the fullness of it. No, I'm not going to settle for anything less than God's best. Some people settle. Some people get a little bit of blessing and then they settle for less than what God said. If God said it, I believe it and that, that's it. And I'm going to keep believing until it comes to pass. I'm not going to, I'm not going to settle for anything less. In second Corinthians chapter six and verse one, the Bible says, I'm going to read this to you from the easy to read version and the new living translation. Second Corinthians, second <coughs> Corinthians chapter six, verse one, easy to read. The Bible says you and I, we are workers together with God. So we beg you, Don't let the grace that you receive from God be for nothing. Come on now. In in the new living, it says, man, we are God's partners. So we beg you not to accept the marvelous gift of God's grace 
and then ignore it. I mean, God wants to partner with you. Think about that for a minute. God is looking to partner with you. I'm partnering with God. God is partnering with you. God is looking to perform his will through you on this planet. You are the conduit through which he will manifest heaven on earth. You are the conduit through which his love and his light will come to this world. You are the conduit. Without God, we cannot, but without us, he will not. And so we are the conduits. God has chosen to work through men and he gives us the grace. Please don't waste the grace. Don't let God's grace towards you be in vain. God has given you his word. He gave you his spirit. He get, I mean, Think about that for a minute. He gave you his word, incorruptible seed. He gave you his spirit, which is his presence down on the inside of you if you're born again. He even breathes on you afresh. He gives you fresh infillings of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about God is doing everything that he needs to do. The spirit himself is living on the inside of you. He has given you everything that you need. He's not expecting you to do the impossible. Because you can't do it. He's not expecting you to do it with the sweat of your brow or human power, human ability, human strength. He's like, no, I don't need you to do that. I just need you to believe. Your work is to believe. If you believe, I can achieve. If you believe, I will open doors for you that no man can close. If you believe, I will close doors for you that no man can open. If you believe, I will raise up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. Your job is to believe. I am calling you into the invisible. I am calling you into the impossible. I am calling you into the supernatural. I'm calling you into things that I call you to do things that you can't do so that you don't rely on the arm of the flesh so that you rely on me. I have provided the grace. I need you to provide the faith. Don't let the grace of God towards you be wasted. Don't let it be in vain. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up my life in 2021. You have been better to me than I deserve. Your amazing grace is available to me. You made plans for me before the world began. And your grace is already there for me to walk in those plans. So my success has already been mapped out. Your grace has already stored up everything I would ever need. So now you are looking for my faith. You are looking for me to tap into what you've already provided. Your part is done. Your grace is already there. So I declare that my faith will be there. You have provided the grace. I will provide the faith every day of my life. Your grace towards me shall not be in vain. It shall not be wasted. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, come on now. You want my notes? Go to todaysword.org. Click on the subscribe button. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. This is one of those messages that you might need to listen to again. You got to get this down in your spirit. God does everything that he does by grace, unearned, unmerited, undeserved. But we have to provide the faith. Don't let God's grace towards you be wasted. Do me a favor. If this message has been a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat. I read those comments and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. God bless you.